This is Hard Knocks Jimbo Lucas, and you're listening to Wrestling with Altitude. Welcome back to the Wrestling with Altitude podcast. I am your host, Mr. Fourth Row, and joining me on this episode, I've got uh, Jason Dredd. Jason, how you doing? I'm doing good, man. How about yourself? I'm uh, hanging in there, doing just fine. So, first question I've got for you out of the shoot, uh, how did you get introduced into this uh, wacky world of professional wrestling? Man, so it was a... Uh... It was honestly just being in the right place at the right time. Uh, like most people, I had I grew up watching wrestling. Uh, I grew up in the mid south where wrestling is uh, on a completely different level. Uh, it's part of the culture there. Uh, so I always loved wrestling and uh, moved out to Albuquerque, New Mexico in 2015. And uh, was scrolling through Facebook one day and I saw a flyer for uh, a local show here, and they were advertising Tommy Dreamer. And I was like, man, I'm not going to miss an opportunity to meet Tommy Dreamer. So uh, I go to the show and uh, went to a few shows from there and uh, ran into uh, Gino Rivera, uh, who I'm sure you're familiar with Mm -hmm. uh, because he's been doing some stuff out in Colorado. And uh, so I ran into him and uh, we started talking and he told me that he was opening up a school. So uh, like I said, just right place at the right time. Uh, started training uh, that August of 2019, so it did take me a while, uh, and it's just been full throttle from there. Oh, okay. Uh, so I want to uh, dissect uh, some of the stuff that you uh, mentioned there. So uh, mid- you watched and you said the uh, Mid-South, so you were a fan uh, back then, that's how you got first introduced? Yeah, actually, uh, my great-grandmother, I was blessed enough to, to know my great-grandmother, Uh-huh. And she was a huge wrestling fan, and she was actually the one who introduced me to wrestling. Uh, uh, so I would sit uh, sit next to her on her bed uh, before she passed away, and uh, that's what we would watch. We'd watch Friday Night SmackDown like every week. Okay, all right. Uh, so uh, who was it uh, that uh, in Amber? Do you uh, you're growing up uh, watching as a as a fan? Who uh, and you know, additionally, you know, do you have your uh, some favorites for whatever reasons? Uh, I was always a huge fan of Triple H. Uh, loved Shawn Michaels too. So whenever they did the uh, the DX reboot, uh-huh. uh, still a uh, very young. So that yeah. to me was the best ever. Uh, always enjoyed watching uh, Randy Orton and Edge, as far as bad guys go. And uh, honestly, I always liked Mr. Kennedy. Uh, he was one of the first people I ever watched uh, wrestle. So I kind of. I was drawn to him and his charisma and the way he could uh, tell a story and talk on the microphone. And, of course, everybody loves The Undertaker. uh, So The Undertaker is definitely up there uh, in my top, top wrestlers. Yeah. 
Well, uh, Mr. Kennedy, that brings back some memories for me because one of my favorite shirts of his, I don't know if you uh, uh, purchased it too or anything like that, but my one of my favorite shirts of his was uh, Wrestling is Real, People Are Fake. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I do remember that, yes. Yeah, that's, that's very cool. Um, so, um, getting uh, like you said, you were enamored, like you said, with the uh, trip, uh, the DX uh, reboot. Uh, did you kind of get some of the uh, callback references and things of that nature? At the time, no. Oh, okay. Uh, now that I'm a, a student of the game, uh, I go back and I watch a lot of old school wrestling, way more than what I watch uh, for modern stuff. Yeah. Uh, so I, I take inspiration from uh, pretty much anything prior to 1999. Uh, so I'm slowly but surely catching up and uh now i'm starting to pick up those those references from the original dx okay that's very cool um so and then you you said you uh there was a a tommy dreamer uh, was it a meet and greet type thing yeah so uh there was a local company here called uh destiny wrestling organization okay i know Uh, them i know them yeah yeah uh josh payne uh johnny man what is his name uh i can't think of his name yeah johnny uh monster nine happy the bearded lady they all kind of ran that show uh and i believe if i'm correct i do believe that uh he actually did wrestle that night oh okay Uh, so awesome uh, it was like a meet and greet slash uh you know actually watching him wrestle i think he actually did something with uh sin Bodie. oh Wow. Hardcore versus versus weird. Yeah, exactly. Right? <laughs> uh, I can't remember if they tagged or if they fa- – I mean, this was a long time. This is like 2015, 2016. Yeah. Uh, so that, it's weird to say that was actually quite a long time ago. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I agree with – I mean, there it is, it's difficult sometimes, you know, because once you get involved, you know, it's, it's hard to remember – you know, every year what, what, what you've done, you know, it, it's, you know, it's, 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 sometimes it's just more of the, the, the highlights and the, the memorable moments, which we are going to get into a little bit later in this, uh, conversation. Uh, so what, 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 uh, precipitated, uh, you, uh, going to yourself, thinking to yourself, saying to yourself, I want to do this. Man, I've always, even as a kid, I've always been, uh, very, uh, out there as far as my personality goes i've always been like very i've always wanted to entertain uh whether it was like something on tv acting radio show something of the sort uh but there was no uh there was no way for me to combine those my love for wrestling and my love for entertainment uh because in Miss- where i grew up they didn't have they didn't have any schools nearby uh, so I ended up joining the military and uh, where I'm still active duty today. And uh, like I said, everything just kind of fell into place. And I was able to really just put my my personality and my love for wrestling together. Uh, so really and truly, it was something that I've always wanted to do. I just never had the opportunity to do it until uh, Gino opened up the school. I see. Yeah, so... So like like you were kind of saying you you had this uh, this desire this innate uh, something you know in in your subconscious that you wanted to entertain 
and the wrestling and then it just the synergy synergistic force just came to you and said here it is here's a here's a wrestling school and and you know when you saw that you were like boom here it is here's what i here's what here's here's what here's my desire everything i want to do right absolutely man i believe that everything happens for some reason or another uh the universe kind of looks out for you a little bit and uh like I said, the stars and the universe just aligned perfectly, and I was just in the right place, the right time, and I had my my goals set for it. As soon as I I heard he was opening a school, and I just jumped into it head first. Oh, that's awesome! That's cool. Um, and uh, when you uh, got you know those first steps getting into the training, what was your uh, what was your mindset going in? What were you thinking that? Uh, this is this, you know, I had a pre, you know, preconceived, uh, notion of this is what it's going to be, but totally turned out to be totally different for you. And I was a nervous wreck. <laughs> uh, I not going to lie. I threw up yeah. multiple times. <laughs> <laughs> I was terrified and, uh, I wasn't in the best of shape, man. I was, when I started training, I'm, I'm five, for reference, I'm five foot nine. Uh, so I'm not a very tall guy, uh, but I'm very broad shouldered. Uh, and I was at 240, 240 pounds when I started training and man, I, it showed I was, I was a big boy and, uh, you know, so I wasn't in the best of shape, uh, by any means. Uh, so that's one, one thing that was always in the back of my mind is, man, I feel like I'm going to go in there and, you know, I'm going to be the, the new guy and be out of shape and I'm not going to be able to keep up or I'm not going to learn or, huh. or whatever the case may be. I kind of thought that maybe I'd get beat up a little bit. Huh. Uh, boy, I, I was wrong, uh, yeah. about the getting beat up thing. Uh, I was completely out of shape. Uh, like I said, I threw up so much. Yeah. Oh God, I threw up a lot, but, uh, you know, everybody at the camp at the time, which when I started, there was two or three people that were there already. And only one of them is still going, uh, and that's Gypsy Mac. Uh, so me and Gypsy Mac are kind of holding down the fort uh, here in New Mexico. But she's helped me tremendously. Um, she's treated me like a brother. Uh, same as Gino. Uh, Gino has never beat us up uh, physically. Uh, he will verbally. But, uh, <laughs> it completely my, – my expectations and the research that I did leading into it, man, it was completely wrong. Uh, the way Gino runs his camp is uh, phenomenal. It's a good learning environment. It's a family. We're a team. We support each other. We're honest with each other. We can, you know, we can be honest and and critique each other without offending each other. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I, I totally get that. Uh, you, so, uh, go ahead. I was going to say, so like my expectation going in. Uh, like you said, the the reality of it was completely different, and by like a week or two in, I felt like I was I was at home. Okay, uh, so you you uh, keep on mentioning the word camp, and that's a something new that I have not heard before. Uh, so does uh, does uh, Gino run his training maybe a little different than say other organization training organizations where a camp to me is, is something like hey it's going to be a it's going to be a um, a big old like spurt of of let's get these people together and let's uh get you get you launched get you going or or is it on, ongoing training like a like a normal um wrestling training uh, company would do uh so it, it's actually um like the latter it's okay. very structured we we train on specific days uh, I call it a 
camp. Uh, maybe that might not be the right term. Uh, but I, I don't really – yes, it's a school, but once you start really getting deep into it uh-huh. and uh, it's it's more of like a, a team where we're there with each other uh, and we travel with each other. So it does kind of feel like more than just a school, to me anyway. I, okay. you know, the other guys might disagree, but uh, to me it, it's more than just a school. It's more than just a class uh, – like I said, it, it, the camp might not even be the right word. Uh, that's just kind of what I've always referred to it as, uh-huh. as a training camp. <laughs> okay, yeah, uh, no, I get it. Yeah, I was just kind of, I was just kind of curious because it's the first time I've heard somebody somebody use that. And you know, honestly, whatever definition works for you that that uh, that that makes it proactive and 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 makes it polished and makes it nice and and good. I'm I'm totally up for it. I just I lo- I love hearing something totally different. So that's, that's good to hear. So yeah, that's that's great. So um, was uh, Gino your uh, first uh, trainer? Yes, uh, Gino is my first and so far only only, only trainer. Oh, first and only. Okay. Yeah, I mean, uh, I've had uh, I've had some people put my put their hands in and uh, give me critiques and stuff at shows, but yeah, uh, as far as like day to day, weekly, monthly, it, it's always been Gino. Yeah. And uh, what is it like um, having a trainer such uh, established as him and and following, of course, you know, you're going to be following your trainer, you know, seeing what he's doing out on all, all his travels, excuse me, and, and everything. What's it what's it like just uh, seeing that and just learning from like an osmosis type of thing? Oh, God, man, it's I, I feel like I'm one of the luckiest people ever, if I'm being completely honest. Yeah. Gino has been there and done that. Uh, he says it all the time on his Facebook. He doesn't just sell wrestling training. He sells patience. Uh, he talks about the backstage uh, uh, presence, uh, how to look at shows, how to act, how to dress. Uh, t- he gets into promos, how to ask for money, how to promote yourself and your brand, yeah. uh, your gear, Everything that you could possibly imagine that goes into a wrestling business, Gino has taught us everything that he knows and then some. Yeah. Uh, so being under his learning tree has truly been a blessing. Uh, and, you know, you go somewhere and they look at you and they say, well, who trained you? And you go, well, Gino, Gino Rivera. And they're like, oh, you're one of Gino's kids. Yeah, man, you're <laughs> you're good in my life. Uh, so just having that uh, – being able to go into a new place uh, that Gino is known at yeah. uh, and having that immediate uh, respect or the trust because they know, hey, Gino, Gino trained this guy. We know that he's good. Yeah. Uh, that's That to me it has been amazing, and I can't thank Gino enough for that. Yeah. Yeah. Having that, uh, that, that, that star on your resume or, you know, even, uh, kind of, uh, going, doing a callback to uh, triple H, having it on your pedigree, uh, you know, that's, uh, definitely something to, uh, to behold and, uh, cherish. Absolutely. <laughs> that's great. So from the time you, uh, you, uh, got into, uh, training, uh, w- how long was it from that point, uh, time-wise to get to your, uh, first match? Uh, so again, I was, uh, I'm not, not trying to brag. I'm actually extremely humble, believe it or not. Uh, but I actually started picking up things very quickly. 
uh, once I started getting in the groove of things. And uh, I made my debut. I started training in August, made my debut in December of that year. Okay. Uh, it was a tag team match uh, in Arizona at the former Cactus League Wrestling. Okay. And I faced uh, Rick Luxury from California and Gino Rivera in a tag team match. Oh, who was your who was your tag team partner? Uh, Roland Steele, who is also uh, oh, okay. I trained with him as well. Yeah. Uh, so we like again, right place at the right time. They needed bodies, and we were like, "Hey, we're here. Let's go." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get it. I get it. Uh, what was it? Uh, what were you thinking? Uh, having to uh, step in the ring against your trainer for your first match and did you feel like because it was not a one-on-one and was a, 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 a tag team match did you feel a little less pressure to uh perform but to try to make those connecting pieces between you know the three other people um I, I definitely think that it was a lot easier than having your first match as a singles match okay one because um you do have that partner there that can kind of help you if you need it and two I was in the ring with two two veterans, yeah. um, both ring generals uh, in their respected areas. Um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with Rick Luxury. Uh, I think he's mostly based out of uh, SoCal. But, uh, you know, I was nervous. Uh, they called everything for us, uh, which I don't blame them for, because if I tried to call anything, it would, <laughs> probably wouldn't have worked out. Uh, so they honestly, they carried that whole match. Yeah. Uh and I was nervous until I walked through the curtain. Oh. And as soon as I walked through the curtain, it was like this whole wave like just came over me. I was like, I belong here. This is what I'm meant to do. I know for a fact that I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. That's great. Yeah. So that was just a, it just was a, it was like, it was like a, a, a switch got uh, flipped on or, uh, you know, it just was like, boom, it's, it's showtime. Absolutely. That's exactly how it felt. That's great. Once it was over, uh, was it uh, a big sigh of relief, a uh, big good XL, uh, getting that first one uh, under the belt? Um, neither, actually. Oh. To me, it just made me want it more. Oh, okay. it was like, like it was a, um, it was a small taste of this is what I want to do, and there is absolutely like it was it was more of a. a kicking the butt really like to get me through that door mm-hmm. and after that i honestly felt like um just just keep going and that that's what it, like this is just the beginning uh don't don't get set in your laurels just keep pushing keep pushing and keep going so uh after that i actually felt like the pressure was on at that point Oh, okay. That's a fantastic uh, way to uh, look at it. I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued by that. Uh, one follow-up question on that, since uh, your first uh, match was in, like you said, the uh, uh, the Cactus League Wrestling, which, like, like I said, I don't think they're around anymore for whatever reasons. We'll leave that, you know, on the back burner. <laughs> on the back burner that some of the listeners know. Uh, but you know, at the time, what they were, what they were doing, how they were putting matches, and who they were having come in. Uh, do you remember anything else uh, by just uh, being there on on that card? Of did you absorb anything or remember anything just from the experience, just being you know in in the locker room per se? Man, if I if I had to to tell myself that this happened uh, 10, 15 years ago, yeah. I wouldn't believe it. Uh, I had the the pleasure to meet uh, Chris Masters. Okay, uh, 
uh, Mick Foley, um, Josh Alexander from TNA. Uh, let's see who else. Uh, Brian Cage, Tessa Blanchard, Daga. Man, I've met so many people uh, through Cactus League Wrestling, really. Yeah. Uh, I've had the pleasure uh, of driving. Oh, and Darren Young, too. I cannot forget Darren Young because he's an amazing person. Uh, I had the pleasure of driving Chris Masters from Phoenix to Tucson. Oh, and wow. it was just me, him, and Gino. Uh, for like two o'clock in the morning driving from Phoenix to Tucson. And it was an amazing experience. I got to pick his brain uh, and talk to him about wrestling and uh, fitness stuff. And, you know, it's just typical, typical things that you would ask somebody like Chris yeah. Masters. Oh yeah. I can imagine. And yeah. uh, it was definitely a really, really awesome experience. That is very cool. Yeah. He, he does. I've, I met him. I, I've, I've, you know, been to a uh, C uh, Cactus League wrestling event uh, when they were in Colorado, where they went to uh, Fort Collins, Colorado. And they had oh, yeah. uh, quite quite a few people uh, there at that, and I met him. He he seems like he's out outside of the ring. He seems kind of like a, a kind of down to earth kind of person, but just in that ring, it's just a different. It's the presentation. It's it's the masterpiece, you know. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. He is uh, he is extremely humble, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, and just like you said, man, he's he's very very down to earth. And then that switch turns on whenever his music hits, and he comes out, and and then it's on, you know. Yeah. So um, so far uh, in your uh, your career, uh, what have been some of like uh, memorable moments that you've had, uh, uh, like uh, matches, or just uh, even just being like a part of the a, a show, or you know you just were like I said, just on the backstage area, you know, seeing seeing a match that was on the card or something like that. Um. So I'll just try to go in a chronological order here. Okay. Uh, one of the better matches that I've seen. Uh, just from being there was um, Sean Spears versus Darren Young. And I always say that it's one of the best matches that a lot of people aren't going to see. Those two guys tore the house down in, in Arizona. I was like, oh, my God, it was so good. It was so entertaining. Uh, the heel work of, of Sean Spears is <laughs> admirable at best. And – of course, Darren Young is a phenomenal worker, phenomenal guy in and out of the ring. Yeah. Uh, so that was honestly, uh, as far as matches that I'm not in, that is at my top list. I actually go back and watch that very frequently just because of how good it is. Um, and I try to wrestle not necessarily like if as far as uh, memor- memorable go. Uh, one of my favorite moments so far was – Actually, pretty recently, uh, I was in a fatal four-way match with myself, Roland Steele, uh, Bricks Porter, who's from Colorado, and a guy named Kid Dallas, who's uh, starting up on the scene. And uh, the storyline was uh, the promoter is trying to basically make it as difficult for me as possible to be the number one contender. Mm. So what does he do? He turns a triple threat match into a fatal four-way and hires my uh, longtime rival, uh, Roland Steele, who is now what I guess the promoter didn't know storyline-wise is that me and him were, have made peace with each other and we're actually you know, teaming up now. Uh, so Roland Steele comes out and we, we flip the script. Roland Steele actually helps me because storyline-wise he already quit, so he doesn't care. Um, 
and we lock a grown man in a broom closet for the entirety of the match. <laughs> when I t- like, I said it on the way up there. I was like, "What if we, what if we lock a guy in a closet?" And of course, Roland starts laughing, and he's like, "Yeah, we should totally do that." I was like, "I was just kidding," but you know, if somebody's down to go into the closet for the majority of the match, then let's do it. So sure enough, uh, we're there at the gym, uh, the high school gym, and uh, we throw Kid Dallas in the closet and shut the door and lock it. <laughs> he stayed there until the, the end of the match. <laughs> oh. And I feel like the crowd just ate that up, and I laugh about that to this day. And every time I see him, I'm, I always say, who let Kid Dallas out of the closet? Like, come on, get back in there. <laughs> <laughs> that is yeah, that funny. Was- moments and uh another one was whenever i got to tag team with gino and roland uh being managed by uh gypsy mac Mm. in arizona and we faced chongo bronson um bruce wayans and kid dallas in arizona and that was one of my favorite matches so far that's 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 cool uh yeah yeah uh Along that like that same lines, uh, who's just been like your your favorite opponent to work with in in that ring? Uh, or or do you have a a couple for you know maybe specific reasons or bits and parts? I w- I would say that I have I have a couple just because of of multiple reasons. Uh, obviously facing Gino was was special in its own way because it was my first match, mm-hmm. and then I faced him again in a triple threat match. Um. So that in itself is phenomenal. Uh, Roland Steele, I've faced him numerous times, and his mind when it comes to wrestling is, is it's insane. Like he was one of those people that is just born to do this. So whenever you get his ideas and my ideas, and we can really just we had a chemistry together. Uh, one because we trained together, and two because our minds, as far as wrestling goes. Uh, just were very similar and our psychology and the storytelling that we could put on was unlike any other opponent that I've had so far. Mm. Uh, I enjoyed working kid Dallas one-on-one because that was his debut match. So I got to, to pass that down to him uh, a little bit. Uh, And then of course uh, I've just recently had a match where uh, it was a championship match, no DQ tap out only. Uh, against Jay Zilla and Renegade Championship Wrestling, mm-hmm. uh, I think that match will definitely uh, hold a place in my in my memories. One because I've never done a gimmick match before, and two, uh, the story that we told in that ring was very unique, uh, and it it's only been done maybe a handful of times. Where I t- and especially as a heel, uh, if I'm working heel. You know, usually the heel is the one that gets one over on the the good guy, but we kind of reversed it, and I, I tapped him out. The ref doesn't see it, so I'm angry, and then he taps me out, and then the match is over. Mm-hmm. He's still the champion, but I'm not going down that easy, so what do I do? I cold cock him with a chain around my hand, and I steal his belt, and I, I haul out of there. <laughs> uh, and actually uh, – so I did, I did steal the belt, uh, and I took it just like I said I was going to do. I took it to Memphis, and I showboated all over Memphis, Tennessee, and North Mississippi with, that, <laughs> with his belt. 
Oh, wow. Yeah, I bet Jay Zilla doesn't like that. <laughs> yeah, and I don't care if he likes it or not. That's it. <laughs> oh, um, so what about like um, the the future? Um, uh, you just, uh, you know, you're kind of on the uh, beginning part of your career here. Uh, who's it that uh, you maybe have your eye on that you'd like to get into the ring with? And this, the caveat, only caveat is that this can be anybody, anywhere, uh, anytime, anyhow. Right now, um, I want a one-on-one match with Gino Rivera. Mm-hmm. Uh, where I'm at now compared to where I was then, uh, I'm 10 times better than what I was. And I think that me and Gino could really tear down the house. I think we could put on a clinic, uh, have a little bit of something for everybody, whether they're uh, luchador fans or American style or catch for can wrestling. Uh, Gino and I, I know that we can do it because we've done it before. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to do that in front of a crowd. I want to do that with cameras, pictures. And, you know, I, I, I want to go in and really just, steal the show with Gino Rivera. Mm. What do you think he would say to that? Uh, I don't really know. Cause I think <laughs> he's been uh, avoiding that. <laughs> I honestly think that he's been avoiding uh, facing me. So uh, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> uh, uh, anybody else uh, you might have your uh, eye on for whatever particular reasons. Uh, at the time, uh, not really. Uh, that's pretty much it right now, I would say. And of course, like uh, this weekend, I'm facing Jay Zilla again, right? Uh, the Renegade Championship, and I do plan on uh, officially winning that championship. Uh, so that's kind of where my mind is right now, as far as uh, opponents go. I'm trying to focus on that. Yeah. And uh, make sure that I'm prepared and ready to go for that one. Yeah, so true. Uh, you know, along that same lines, and we'll get back to uh, Renegade uh, Championship Wrestling in just a just a moment. What's it like um, already doing the travels uh, so early in in the career? Oh man, you know, being in Albuquerque, there is no uh, wrestling shows here. Yeah, right why is that? Why, why do you have any idea or thoughts of why why that is? I mean, you did mention yeah. uh, Destiny, and I know they were out there for a, a little while, but kind of disappeared and everything. So, man, so it's the athletic commission. The athletic commission oh. is ridiculous. They charge an arm and a leg and require a lot of different things. And by the end of it, uh, a promoter or owner of a company just they can't make any money. Yeah. Because the athletic commission really drains that. Mm. Uh, so being here, uh, it kind of forces you to travel. Ah. You don't choice. Uh, so, so far I've worked California, uh, Arizona, Texas, Colorado, and I'm going to be working in Nevada, uh, in August. Uh, so the travel man, man, you know, a lot of people, they hate traveling. Yeah. Uh, but me personally, I enjoy it. I enjoy being able to spend time with the crew that I ride with. Uh, you know, we always uh, have a, such a good time. We have our own traditions. Uh, as far as road trips go, uh, we tell stories, we laugh, we cry. You know, we really, really get to know each other on those long six hour trips. I mean, we did like a 24 hour trip all the way to uh, California and back. And, you know, you really get to know somebody on a, a personal level 
being in a car with them for that long, uh, you really become a family. So doing that has been more beneficial to our team than I think anything else would have been. Uh, if we all, you know, were local, I don't think we would be as close as we are, uh, while traveling. If yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Uh, you mentioned, uh, you guys, you have some traditions. What is one uh, tradition that uh, you could, that your crew could, that you can uh, share with here, the, the listeners, uh, you know, some kind of quirk, some you got, you guys have to stop at a certain gas station for a particular reason uh, or something like that. What, what do you guys got? What do you got for the listeners here? So, uh, I can't get into too much of it. Okay. Uh, we try to keep those traditions within ourselves. Uh, but one tradition that we have is anytime that we go to Arizona, it doesn't matter if it's on a Sunday, a Saturday, a Friday, whatever the case may be. After the show, we always go to not only In-N-Out, but we go to Raisin Cane's. And that's what we'll eat the entire way back. Okay. So we don't have either one of those in Albuquerque. Uh, we, there's not really anywhere. Uh, other than Arizona. So literally we go to the same one, the same in and out. We go to in and out first. We order our food there. The line, the line is super long always. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we eventually get our food. And uh, then we go literally right across the street to Raisin Cane's and we get our chicken. Okay. And I've seen Roland steal down an entire, uh, like a two double doubles and then eat all of his chicken in one sitting and I was amazed by that. And uh, me, I like to eat my in and out first, and yeah. then throughout the drive, I'm I'm snacking on chicken. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you <laughs> save you, you save yeah you save the chicken for later. Get it, put it in a cooler or whatever. And Absolutely. Get, yeah. Awesome. Uh, that, that's that's cool. one of our weird things. And no, uh, even, that's cool. And Chino Chino did not understand it. He was like, "Why are we going to in and out and raising canes?" Like because it's tradition. <laughs> that's what we have to do. That's awesome. Cool. That's a, that was, that was exactly what I was looking for. I hope the, the listeners uh, like that. So, okay. So we got the, we got the, the tradition, we got uh, your career so far, but what about like the near future? What do you got uh, coming up that the uh, listeners uh, should be aware of uh, that they can maybe uh, see you at and, and things of that nature? Uh, so like I said, this uh, Friday and Saturday, I will be uh, Friday night. I'm going to be in Borger, Texas. Uh, it's a top of Texas owned uh, company and I'll be facing the headsman. I've never faced him before. I've never seen him before. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. He is uh, quite a big, large man, but I, honestly, I don't think that I'm going to have any trouble coming out with the win on that one. Uh, and then immediately after that, I'm going up to uh, Canyon city, Colorado. Once again, I'm going to be facing Jay Zilla for the renegade championship in a one-on-one match. And let's see, I have a lot lined up, actually. Let me pull up my list. (laughs) And then I will be going to uh, Squared Circle Pro in Lubbock, Texas on July 24th. Uh, And then I'll be working at Versus Pro Wrestling in Las Vegas in August. Oh, awesome. Cool. Yeah, you're getting... uh... Get, get get getting some of those uh I, I, my opinion some of those uh you know those uh indie uh names that uh you know that are popping up and making some of those uh big waves uh, versus pro for example i mean i've seen a lot of a lot of the people that i know uh head out there and uh work quite a few of their shows so mm-hmm. yeah absolutely that's, that's... so I'm, I'm really looking forward to that i've never worked in nevada before 
So uh, I had the pleasure of being able to check that off my list as well. That's cool. Yeah, you're getting that uh, Western United States uh, definitely uh, filled in. <laughs> yeah, plus it's SummerSlam weekend, so you never know what's going to happen. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's going to be here before we know it. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. Well, uh, Jason, I want to thank you for uh, definitely coming on to the uh, podcast. But before I do let you go, uh, you know, people want to do uh, keep up with you, like on everything that you're doing. Uh, where could they do that? Like on the uh, social media for you? Uh, so my Instagram, which I'm uh, slowly but surely figuring it out, uh, is Jason Dread Official. Uh, I'm pretty sure that I'm the only one with that name on there. Uh, my Facebook, which I'm very active on is uh, just Jason Dredd. Uh, I have a YouTube channel uh, by the same name. And my Twitter, which I'm also struggling to figure out, is, just because I've never used, is Dredd underscore Jason. Okay. Uh, I also have a link tree uh, under Jason Dredd where you can find all of that, including uh, a link to my uh, Pro Wrestle Tees. Um, for any merch, uh, obviously you can go to my, uh, pro wrestle tees or, uh, you can DM me personally and I make all my own t-shirts. Uh, I can do any color combos and stuff like that. Cause I make it all myself. Yeah. And of course you can, uh, if you see him, see yourself, if you, if the people see you at a show, they can get merch from you, uh, you know, one-on-one. Absolutely. Yep. Cause I always have some on hand, so. Great. Fantastic. Well, Jason, like I said, uh, once again, uh, thank you for coming on and uh, good luck this weekend and uh, and all your uh, future endeavors and uh, wish you well. Hey, thank you for having me on here, man. I appreciate it. Once again, a big, huge thank you to Drayson Dredd for coming on to this edition of the Wrestling with Altitude podcast and introducing himself to all of our listeners. Catch him uh, out there. Keep an eye out on him uh, with everything that he is uh, going to, what uh, shows he'll be appearing at, and all that fun stuff right there. All right, so uh, let's uh, do a... um, We're not going to do a weekend review because uh, there was no uh, wrestling uh, that I uh, experienced this past weekend with it being the uh, 4th of July Independence Day weekend. Uh, Instead, uh, I uh, took in a uh, baseball game. It had all the fun that you can have with a long holiday weekend. So uh, let's talk about what we got uh, coming up here in the near future. Of course, uh, this upcoming uh, Saturday, we have the uh, Renegade Championship Wrestling, the uh, Justice for All event uh, that uh, Jason will be at right there. So if you guys uh, want to uh, uh, get uh, tickets to that, uh, like I had uh, mentioned uh, before on a uh, uh, previous uh, show, uh, we've got tickets, I believe, starting at $15. Front row is 20 And then, of course, $5 of each uh, ticket sale goes to the Mountain View Core of Knowledge. So uh, that would be uh, great. And that's at... Uh, 890 Field Avenue in Canyon City. If you want to get more information, head over to uh, Renegade Championship Wrestling's uh, Facebook page and you'll get all the details right there. Then additionally, we've got uh, Lucha Libre and Laughs uh, 2 for flinching coming up on Friday. Now, if you've not gotten tickets for that, you are SOL. You are out of luck. 
uh, because tickets are sold out. So first uh, show back for Lucha Libre and Laughs at full capacity. It's going to be a fun show right there. I'm excited. Who the hell is Anaya going to fight? Heather Monroe's back uh, to defend the women's championship. So it's going to be great there. So uh, since uh, in lieu of uh, having a week in review, let's then uh, flip to uh, next week what we've got uh, coming up as well. So uh, if you guys uh, want to uh, hear about that, we've also got Shoot Pro Wrestling. Uh, real wrestling competition wins and losses. That's uh, from the Watering Bowl in uh, Denver, Colorado. Uh, tickets are starting at fifteen dollars. Uh, these are going to be, like I said, just a sh real shoot wrestling. Got some uh, great uh, matches. Uh, it's going to be fun to see all these uh, uh, wrestlers uh, just doing some uh, some real wrestling, some shoot wrestling, uh, catch. You know, catch us can uh, matches and stuff, so it'll be fun to see that. So, if you want to get uh, tickets, head over to either the uh, Shoot Pro Wrestling's uh, Facebook page, or you can also get tickets at uh, shootprowrestling.com. Now, additionally, if you're following your uh, wrestlers that are in this show, uh, they all get a uh, uh, pseudo commission, I guess, uh, per se, of uh, who is uh, selling these tickets. So, uh, Get that link or use that promo code from your uh, favorite uh, wrestler that's uh, at this show, and uh, so you can get your uh, support behind them. Now, and then uh, on that following Saturday, the 17th of July, we've got a couple different events. We've got, of course, our Rocky Mountain Pro. I've got their uh, next set of uh, charged uh, recordings uh, heading from the uh, Milestone event uh, a few weeks ago. So it's gonna, we're going to get all the fallout from that. You want to get uh, tickets for that, head over to rmpwrestling.com, and you'll get all the uh, details, and you can purchase tickets from there as well. Additionally, uh, Colorado Springs Wrestling is having uh, their next uh, event on the uh, 17th as well, that uh, Saturday, and that is the uh, Colorado uh, Cash-In. So that's going to be uh, fun to see there. If you uh, want to get all the details on that, head over to Colorado Spring Wrestling's uh, Facebook page and uh, see if there's any uh, tickets uh, left there for that as well. All right. Uh, so uh, before we get out of here, uh, let's uh, give a big shout out to the Trending Topics Network. If you like this show, catch other great shows uh, such as this, uh, The All Beer Inside, The Year Vision Showcase, Spanish Announce Table, and Wrestling Cheers. Want to get in contact with this show? WrestlingWithAltitude.com, podcast at WrestlingWithAltitude.com, on the Facebook of, of course, Wrestling With Altitude, and on the Twitter of WrestleAltitude for the handle. You can support this show by heading over to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Row. Purchase yourself up a Wrestling With Altitude uh t-shirt greatly appreciated i do still have uh some on hand as well if you want to just uh catch me in person and i can uh, sell you uh, one on one in person thank you all once again for listening to the podcast this time around and having fun wrestling with altitude Thank you.